and welcome to the teachings of Co-Church. We want to grow in our relationship with Jesus and help you to do the same. We are passionate about real community, so please reach out to us and connect by visiting our website www.co-church.org or joining us in person every Sunday as we gather. We hope this talk is helpful. What I wanted to talk about to us is amazing grace. And what's so amazing about grace? One of the things that I um, used to struggle with in the context of living a life of faith and following Jesus and becoming a self-defined or even publicly declared Christian was that I never thought myself to be good enough to follow Jesus. I always had this impression that I needed to clean myself up to be accepted by God. That if I could just get my life in order, that if I could just be good enough, that if I could just maintain the standards that I have heard God requires of my life, then and only then could I be acceptable and therefore follow this life of being a Christian. And it was one of the things that kept me out of a faith environment for a long period of time because I did make some mistakes. I think about the decisions that I made. I think about the lives that I affected. And there is absolutely no doubt that I caused some damage. And so I think to myself, how could I find myself being approved of God? How could I find myself being in even a beautiful setting like this, this holy, reverend place that we would call the church? If not for the amazing grace of God. And I, I want to... I want to ask you, and I want you to ask yourself, have you truly accepted the grace of God for your life? Now, I'm not saying, like, have we wrapped that bow, and it's like, I've got that sorted, and I can put that away, and I can continue on with my life. But to a degree where you can hand on heart sincerely say, with humility, by the way, that I'm living by the amazing grace of God. I want to read to you from uh, the book of Romans, okay? And here is another human being who would be considered to be the most treacherous of people. Because here is a man who, under the perceived zealousness of religion, sought out to physically kill people for the sake of what he would define as religiosity. So I would imagine for most of us sitting in the room, we're not quite at that level, okay? So in the context of who is to be approved of God or not, we so often categorize things and we put them into like a, a list of, of high cans and, and cans, but here we have Paul who actively imprisoned, enslaved, and had people murdered, writing a letter to people in Rome. The book of Romans is a fascinating book because Paul wrote to the people in Rome before he had physically been there. 
Most other letters of Paul were written to people whom he had a personal relationship with because he had been in their physical presence and had been involved in the orchestration of a local church. Rome is a different scenario. Rome, Paul had desires to go to, had hopes to go to, but was now imprisoned and was hoping that he would find himself in Rome. And so he's writing a letter as way of introduction. What you could say is that the book of Romans is Paul's statement of faith. Succinctly and specifically thought out under the inspiration of God to encapsulate everything of what grace is to help people understand. And so this is what he says in Romans chapter 5. And may you receive this as if Paul is now writing to you, not just to people in Rome. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who He has given to us. You see, just at the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. For if we were still enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? I love how Eugene Peterson in the message says it like this. Christ arrives right on time to make this happen. He didn't and doesn't wait for us to get ready. He presented himself for this sacrificial death when we were far too weak and rebellious to do anything to get ourselves ready. I don't know what you're waiting for. Like, what are you waiting for in the context of God? Your dreams, your passions, your awareness of contributing, your service, your participation, your full surrender. Like, what are you waiting for? Are you waiting for the conditions to be perfect? Are you waiting for your life to be so in order that you know God looks upon you with a twinkle in his eye and gives you the tick of approval? Now you can step into what it is that you feel you need to step into, that you know you need to step into. What are you waiting for? Because if we're waiting to get ready, we'll never do it. 
If we're waiting to be good enough, it'll never happen. But you see, that's the whole point about grace. That is the amazing grace. The amazing grace is that Jesus didn't wait for us to get ready. He presented himself to us just as we are. Eugene Peterson says it like this, even while we were at our worst, Christ died for us. Just think about that. How often are we living our life in following Jesus in the peaks of our religiosity? You know, like, yes, I'm reading my Bible so constantly and oh my goodness, my prayer life is so active and oh man, I feel the presence of Jesus Things are good. Okay, God, I'm ready. What about those times when you feel at your worst? We all have them, by the way. Like you're no less unique than the person sitting next to you. Our worst might look a little bit different to theirs. But we all have our worst moments. And it's, it's in those worst moments that actually... Grace is alive and active. It's those moments. It's like the dark valley moments. It's the I don't know where you are, God moments. It's in that, oh my gosh, I stuffed up moments. See, his grace is abounding, it's overflowing. It's beyond, it's hard to fathom, particularly in our way of society and how we judge and how we live and how we operate and how we extend wages and earnings and obligations. And You know, and I think about us like as a local community, okay? In our local community known as Salt Rock and Plali, Belito, whatever, you know? I think about us, um, I wonder if we fully grasped how amazing this grace is and then lived by it, what could be in our community. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. What's so amazing about grace is that it is unearned, undeserved, and Advent is the arrival of grace. Advent is this amazing grace that is such a sweet sound for every single one of us. Thank you for connecting with us. If you have any questions about today's teaching or anything else, please email us on hello at co-church.org or visit us on our website on www.co-church.org. We gather in person every Sunday here in Umklali on the north coast of KwaZulu-Natal and you are so welcome to join us. Until next time, my name is Chloe Mklongo. Uchehova magakbusisi. Agulondolozi. Magakanyisubusubaki pezkwako. May God bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you.